Hello and welcome to Sweet Spot DFS. I have a review for you guys for the 2021 CJ Cup at Shadow Creek, but I'm not going to do it alone. That's right, I have a guest, and he is Chad Eckert from the Fantasy Golf Pod. Now, he and I have done a review in the past and thought this would be a great time to do another one. Plus, Chad is so nice to add it on to his iTunes, so you can find this audio version at the Fantasy Golf Pod on iTunes. Um, we've been talking about doing this regularly, so we'll see if it ends up, if it ends up going through. Um, this was just recorded to me starting this or to doing this intro. So we have already done the review and we go all over the place. So I'm not going to be able to accurately provide you timestamps in the description. Um, it's just two guys cracking beers, talking names. Obviously we can't click them in the review, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. And I have it for you guys right now. Here you go. What's up, Chad? Eric. I think, I think it's customary to crack a beer, isn't it? Of course. Right. All right. I, got got mine. I got the uh, Josh Bennett, the Jish Swish, Mick Golden, you know, Mick Golden Light. That's how we, we say it in Minnesota, Mick Golden Light. I know you guys had your own little, you know, little chat thing going on, but. Anyways, yeah, we were on Twitter. I went to the liquor store the other day, and the case was up to the ceiling, and I thought that was kind of silly. So I sent a picture of that to Josh and um, our buddy Putt Sweat, and was like, "Hey, look at that! It's a, you're a supply of beer." But yeah, it took a little bit of a turn when people outside of the United States were involved and now commenting on Twitter. I'm at Edina Real Chi on Twitter. If you want to go look at that little thread, it's on there. Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, I knew that McGolden isn't everywhere because I've I have college friends all over the place. But um, it was kind of funny that like Joe nicely didn't know anything about McGolden, so right. he's missing out. And I love Josh's uh, take on it. It's like just think of your your favorite light beer and say how can it get any better, and then you've got McGolden light. <laughs> exactly. All right. So I'm not here to talk about beer. Not not the entire time, but. You know, it's customary with the, having someone with the fantasy golf pod on to crack a beer. I didn't do it last time, but had to do it this time. But CJ Cup, what are uh, some of your takeaways from it? Well, uh, of course, uh, Jason Kokrak wins, and I didn't have any shares. I was not snorting any of that this week, <laughs> but I normally am, which is annoying. And so, but I did, you know, we knew if you get, the putter with Jason Kokrak, you can have a week. And he had it and got it most probably the best putting rounds of his life. I mean, he was pretty solid with his irons and his driver too. He, he was just on. Obviously, you have to be if you want to win a tournament, especially if someone his caliber. But, yeah, I wasn't on any Jason Kokrak. A buddy of mine, he only makes like two bullets and he put Kokrak in his. So today I'm just like, what, why? Why did you want to play Kokrak? And he's like, I don't know. It was just a gut feeling. He was a bomber uh, who, I don't know. I can't remember everything he said, but I'm like, okay, a gut feeling. He loves Vegas. He's kind of a Vegas guy. Is he really? I guess. I mean, he did that, like, Instagram post uh, before the season. He's, like, ready to go all in, and he's looking at cards, and he's got this, like, weird look in his eye on Instagram. So that's kind of why I was like, maybe for Vegas he would be good. Okay. Hey. I had no inclination whatsoever on Jason. The bucket system didn't reveal Jason's name. (laughs) No. Well, you know what? I didn't even, I honestly didn't really review the bucket system. It was a last year too. So, I mean, 
he would have been in, in one of the plays to do. Um, but does I last just, year two still count if it's not the same course or do they kind of, yeah, that's that? the, that's the tricky thing. So a little bit of, of the CJ cup are basically golfers who get invited to this thing. So you have to get invited. It's not like everybody gets to go. Um, or everyone has the opportunity to. So you would think that, uh, yeah. So course history isn't involved, but the same golfers are going to be playing the CJ cup because they're typically the better, you know, the best golfers chasing Jason Kokrak wasn't. Um, and I guess if I were to look at the bucket for last year twos, uh, it would golfers who didn't play. So yeah, he, he would probably would fit technically under well, that bucket. It is true. Jason Kokrak has never putted as well as he did this week. He has gained 10.3 strokes putting this week, and his next best is 8.9 at the Sony in 2015. So he took advantage. Good for him. Beat Xander. Xander, Mr. Runner-Up. <laughs> Another runner-up. I thought Xander was going to pull it off. Um, you know what? What I do want to talk about uh, so you and I kind of talked prior to your podcast and, uh, Justin Thomas, like that was a very disappointing Sunday for a guy that I thought was going to do well. Um, which yeah, he kind of had a bad Thursday and Sunday and it was due to the putter. It really was. He couldn't get it going. And then that just kind of bled into his mental psyche. And I think he was just kind of behind the eight ball the whole time. God, 74 on Sunday. That's disgusting. Yeah. Same with Rory. Did you see Rory's finish? No. He went bogey, double, bogey, double on 14 through 17. So 14, 15, 16, 17. Oh, my. And I think he parred uh, the last hole. What? So where did he end up? 21? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. So, but he was still in the winning lineup, though, on DraftKings. Yes, dude. He, he was. He was in the winning lineup. Yeah, I mean, I have this sorted right now. If you can see on my screen, um, it's sorted on DK points. So he was the 15th best score. Well, okay, so I saw the winning lineup on the short game had Rory and Xander, or you could have switched oh, it out. <laughs> Realized there's a mistake here. Never mind, he was the 16th best. What was the mistake? I uh, So, like, how I copy and paste i usually go from like the recent form tab that i have where i house like you know uh the the optimal lineup versus the winning lineup which we can obviously talk about right now a lot of the times i'll swing it back over to the dk page and it'll be perfect you know the same names but obviously uh morikawa and rory tied in points and then it doesn't matter either way it's been fixed whatever okay cool on weekend because you had Xander and if you were on Xander like I was because you knew he was good at no cuts and he kind of likes new things I mean everybody liked him he was almost 26 percent on in the contest I was in he paid it off it was great right I mean looking at the spreadsheet right now uh yeah Xander 26 percent coke rack was 10 percent I mean come on Chad why weren't you on coke rack everybody else was I don't know <laughs> I can't be on everybody, but you were on Bubba. Yeah, that was he was there. Yeah, no, I was I was pretty excited, and Bubba had a really his last two par fives on eighteen and sixteen. He parred them both, so the strength that I thought he had throughout the tournament, when it came down to the crunch time, it was no bueno, no good. Shit. 
He still was in the opt. Okay, let's go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the uh, optimal lineup versus the one dollar. That this is the tournament that you play a lot of them. I think you have twenty some entries into the the one dollar short game. Yep. So the one dollar short. That's my shtick, Eric. So if you don't know me, I'm Chad. I go to the Fantasy Golf Pod. I also do a podcast with Joe Idoni on Mondays called Preferred Lines. Eric and I we play golf together. Uh, we've also collaborated together on a spreadsheet. We're trying to help the community get better at this DFS stuff uh, by being examples and not being afraid to just put ourselves out there. Uh, so like and subscribe to this crap and write a comment participate in our world so that maybe someday an advertiser will come by and stick an ad on this and we can make some money because you won't see an ad will you joe or uh on anyone's pod will you <laughs> nope neither mine or yours not yet oh, at least yet yeah. and then of course watch all of his pods uh, how many pods do you have eric oh my god uh well i mean it's three a right. week it's it's four a week um, I can't we're remember. Gonna do is we're going to make you give us some of that content so you can view it or listen to it on iTunes. So stay tuned for that potentially. Yeah, that, that would be uh that'd be a good plan. So getting back into the spreadsheet, uh, talking about the optimal, are you trying to get the perfect lineup? How do we get that? Yeah, man, I am always trying to get the perfect lineup. In fact, that's why I just put out the bucket system video is to explain that's my goal is to find the optimal lineup. It's trying to find, you know, I personally just dislike always hearing this is going to be a strokes gained approach type of week. This is a second shot golf course. So load up on all your strokes gained approach. It's like, okay, let's do that. Let's go look at all the tops, you know, strokes gained approach golfers. Oh shit. Only three of the top 20 finished inside the top 20 and only one of them finished inside the top 10. Doesn't sound like strokes gain approach was the way to go. <laughs> like, no, so you're either on something or you're on to something. So we'll see. Right, right, right. <laughs> but hey, man. no, uh, I did watch your bucket video. If you want to uh, do one of those tags where it's up here and it displays across yeah, like, yeah, somewhere so up click there. that video, watch that thing about the bucket system. And if you have questions, you can DM this guy. He's at Sweet Spot DFS. But at the same time, it's a very interesting way to, to cut down because what it really comes down to is you can't click everybody. You got to have reasons. And these reasons are based on what the experts in the industry kind of say. Last week's form, last year's form, like that's almost all of what you go off of. And that's pretty much what Stats are baked into last year's form. Course history is baked into last year's course. So I think, you know, a bucket system that includes those two things and then you try to start to whittle down so you know, hey, listen, you don't need to use three of these types of players. You don't need to use four of these types of players in your purse, in the lineup. I mean, it's a great way to think about how to build. Right. If you build it, it, you know, you'd have to admit, Eric, that your bucket system might more be for the mass multi-entry players, the players that are using over 100 lineups, because for a 20 lineup guy, I can just do that kind of in my head right. on my own. Right, right, right. Time. Yeah, this is a great way if you, because if you're going to make 150 lineups, sometimes you get confused. How many am I, I, I could use everybody, but you, right. can't, you shouldn't use everybody. And True. then where do you draw the line? And how do you determine? And if there's a system involved in which helps you make 156 players in a field cut down to 60. And then from there, 
dirty. Right, right. So I think we're uh, we're onto something, Eric. Well, and I mean, you you do bring up a good case. I do say, or I would think too, uh, that it would help mass entry. You know, multiple around a hundred, like you say. I also like. Uh, so I've been kind of. I use like a a group of thirteen lineups, and that's kind of how I do the cascading method. So part of my strategy is never to go over 10% on a 6k golfer because of how volatile it is. So my, so if you were to think of all six positions available in your lineup, if you were to stack them on top of each other, I mean, obviously if you've seen them, seen me do this in, in my, you know, spreadsheeting it, your sixth place is always going to be a 6k golfer. Um, and it's just going to be a random one. So then you do the other five in the cascading method it ends up being, um, I think, either 13 or 16 lineups that you end up creating. So if you did have 16 lineups that you were creating or something like that, I do think if you were to use the discipline of the bucket system, you could determine between Colin Morikawa or Justin Thomas or you know Xander or something like that. And Absolutely. then that's and you could use that system for 20 lineups, like right. I'm doing. Yep. Or you could use it to eliminate names when you're looking to bet ahead right. of time. Absolutely. So, so. Okay. So the $1 short game winning lineup had Jason Kokrak in it, Xander Shoffley, Russell Henley, Bubba Watson, Joaquin Neiman, which I know you were on, and Rory McIlroy. Now, Rory only, he finished 21st place. And we were just already talking about he was the, well, he was tied for the, fifth, the 14th best um, well, listen to this. Okay, so you had one more point if you had Rory than JT, and you could still have both, right? So, therefore, if you had Rory for one more point, somehow, some way, a putt along the 72 holes, you won. But you didn't win. You tied because there are people on this lineup. There were four, in fact. Five. five. Well, four were on this, but five ended up with the same score. Right. Six hundred and forty-five point five. What a tournament! This is a great tournament. I I thought it was great too. I mean, and so I have a buddy who actually caddies out at this golf course, and I didn't even think about texting him prior to. I don't know why. I totally forgot about it until I got a, a reminder that he's going back to the desert soon. So I was like, oh shit! Like, oh well. Oh man, it would have been great to pick his brain, but. Um, I oh, primarily because I want to know how many of these pros had played there before. Um, that charity event on Wednesday was really interesting. Kevin Na was talking about, you know, oh, you want to miss here, you want to miss there. So he he says he plays it like once or twice a year. Uh, he's not a member at that course, but it would be. Well, he was, was shitty. I know he did. He did a lot worse than I thought he was going to. He had a good Saturday, I believe. I don't see him. I'm not going to talk about him. But dude, look at Spieth. I know, man. Five points. <laughs> kidding me? Thirty-eighth place. So when we talk, when when I hear about Spieth, obviously we don't want to play Spieth because he just he finds ways to screw up. But oh my god, I'm texting Martins right now about this. this he great. gets so many birdies to like offset his just yeah. disastrous holes that <laughs> obviously he scored a lot of points and he scored more than Rory, Kalamorikaw, and JT. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's crazy. Unreal. Um, so, All right, so that's cool. So what else can we glean from this little exercise? Well, pretty much everyone in the optimal lineup for this small event 
uh, all finished top 10 and you would have had to have left $2,500 on the table. What was the most you left this week on the table? Like 100, maybe 200. I, I left 1,300 on one of them. It was on a Brooks lineup that I had. Oh, that. I might have left like 700 actually now that I think about it. Okay. For like yeah. one that didn't fit or whatever. Right. I had like one at 1,300 and I think I also had one at like 2,000 and I'm like, nah. No, 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 no. I'm yeah, not. It's just like, yeah. I, I, how many? Yeah, so whatever. I mean, I think you could have come onto this lineup. I think it was a great lineup. It's easy right. to make this lineup. And it's now, not even, it's chalky as shit, dude, honestly. Do you remember I said you needed two 6K golfers in this lineup or to, to find, or that was going to be in the winning GPP lineup? Yeah, we were wrong. Oh, we were wrong, but barely, barely. But yeah, exactly. 7,000, you know. Um, which so, is crazy though, in a way, but because I mean, Gooch was right there. If he had a good Sunday and right. Lanto, if he had a good Sunday, right? So, yeah. There's your, they're so, right there. Right, 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 right. But uh, I can't believe speed. That is insane. Oh, and then man. cam, I was on cam Smith. Why wasn't anyone on cam Smith? I don't understand that. What was his percentage ownership? Like, Oh, he was, people were on him. 9.4. Yeah. 9.4%. So I kind of want to bring up my, my, that the tweet that I had. So what are the, about. What does the bucket system tell us about this week? Did we, can we uh, review the bucket system or how do you do this? I'm kind of, I mean, I've watched this stuff, but you. you. Sure. So I'm going to, I'll sort it out. Let's start sort it out. Okay. It's actually by DK points, which is perfect. Um, But I usually sort it out by result because in a, in a way, you know, trying to figure out a result is a little bit easier than trying to figure out DK points. At least a lot of us have the ability just to pull those those stats. Well, the speed looks a lot better in DK points than it does in finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be somewhere down here if we were talking about him. But yeah, DK points. So this is how I usually look at it. I I will first review. You know, if if you were watch, if you watch that video, you know I talk about the min max. Now we don't have a lot of data for this tournament, so it's not like. I could boldly say these things and absolutely feel like we needed to, but I could tell you we wanted four to six last year ones. So I know you were talking to me. You had a lot of great, um, I wish you would have left them in the YouTube comments, honestly. Oh, I will. I'll rewrite them in there. Okay. But you had some really good questions for me as to, okay, how do you find the bucket? Where's the bucket? You know? Um, and because it goes in the rank, it goes one, three, yeah. four, five, six, two. And you don't really think that. You just think bucket one must be one through 20. Right. I get it. Yeah. Like you, you think from top to bottom. It, it makes yeah. sense to me. And it's like the, the rank is over here, you know, last year bucket one. And I get it. I think you, yeah, make- so you might have to just rank by bucket one. And then we can look at like, why is 20 through 40 first? That's weird. Right. Even and actually, that's actually a good idea. I could put all the ranks right here and then the ranges right here and then the years you know, going for, to the right. Yeah, or maybe I just that. put the ranges over on this side. I don't know. We'll see. Yes. Well, you know, hey, and if you have feed, like, feedback like that, we're not set in stone. But <laughs> no, no, I mean, making I do this shit think, up as we go along. I mean, I do think this is a, is a, is a, it's a start. You know, obviously I want to add strokes gain metrics to it and stuff like that. But sure. anyways, so I would have told you, we look at the last year bucket ones. I'd have said four to six of them. We wanted four to six in our optimal lineup or just in our lineup, basically, if we wanted to win a GPP. So if we go back to the DK page, in all reality, only one guy was in the optimal lineup, but Joaquin Neiman ended up being the $1. I usually like to look at top 10 finishes. So that's usually 
right here, that means only two. That's a putt away. That's like right. an eagle or a birdie well, or one thing away. Yeah, exactly. Like with Cam Smith, JT, and Ian Poulter, they obviously could have been there. But the fact of the matter remains, these guys, I was wrong. The bucket system for last year buckets didn't even well, have. this bucket system isn't very active for this tournament and next Correct. week either. So right. it's tournaments that like have, since you've been doing this, what, 2013 or whatever, 14? I go back to 2013, but the bucket system really started in 2018. Okay, so then we're, we're, we're honing in. So right. stay with us, people. Like, <laughs> this is uh, an artificial intelligence that the more it knows, the more it knows, and the better it gets as it gets better. So let's wait on it and don't judge us until, you know, we get a, well, years, a couple years under our belt. I thought about – so this is one thing I thought about doing is kind of just doing uh, all-encompassing bucket system. Like, what do we typically see week in and week out? And I didn't really change anything because it pretty much aligns with that all-encompassing bucket system. Like, the universal bucket system, if I was to ever create one, where usually, believe it or not, did not plays the year before actually – it's, it's like, this is one of the top buckets. It's usually one or two in every single yeah. tournament. I was going to ask you about the average of yeah. which buckets. The and it depends on which tournament. Like some of those low ones, I think if we were thinking of the Shriners, I believe the missed cut and above was bucket two. This was bucket three. And then this was bucket, uh, no, no, this was bucket. Okay, so hold on. This was bucket one. This was bucket two. And then this was bucket three, the first to 20th place. So the guys who finished top 20 the year before, in that tournament, that was, you know, it, it doesn't, basically I would be telling you, although someone finished top 20 last year, doesn't really mean they're going to do well this year. But if they miss the cut, then perhaps. But either way, right. this was a no-cut tournament. We were never going to have golfers in this miscut withdraw bucket. That's basically what this bucket six is doesn't here. exist, really. Precisely, exactly. Although Jason Day just withdrew, so he technically is going to be in this bucket for next year. <laughs> Fucking Jason Day. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. I had the best lineup. My best lineup, dude, had Jason Day. Hey, man, he still got you 67 points. It wasn't like it was a goose egg. But he had a chance to help me win the whole thing. I know. I know. And I'm... then it was like 500th at that point. Right. So you missed out on 17 holes. Off you him to walked off on hole two. What a pussy. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad about it at all. I'm not oh, tilted not by my best lineup having Jason Day and getting ruined because he withdrew like a little coward. But at the same time, he probably does have a problem, don't you think? And maybe you don't roster him. I, I have a hard time rostering him. So, like, you're, someone's back in golf. Guess what? The, the number one injury for all golfers, amateur or professional, is your back. And that's, yeah. why, that's why Tiger, we all were wondering how he was going to come back because it was his back that ended up being the main culprit. So – if, if Jason Day has this, uh, what would you call something, this reoccurring back issue? And neck. This was neck, apparently. Yeah. Well, and your neck is – yeah, he woke up with a stiff neck. That's right. Um, but – He says. Right. It, but I think it's all connected, though, right? I mean, you think about totally, your – Totally, yeah. It, it, like, if you're trying to – okay. Yeah, no, and he knows because he only has so many rounds left. He's like talked to Tiger. They've it's like publicly known that they have chatted about what do you do? Right. How do you get yourself ready for certain things? And he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to give it a go because I have a chance. I'm in the final group. I'm gonna, I could win this thing. But right. at the same time, if I don't, I don't really care. I'm a millionaire, and all I care about is in three and a half weeks when I'm in Augusta and I'm <laughs> preparing for that. So let's just be honest with ourselves. Right. 
Yeah. And, and, and either way, it's really difficult. Like he obviously at one point in time was one of the most talented. He was ranked number one at one point in time. Um, but with the whole back issue, it's, I don't know, it's dicey. It's, it's really difficult. He's a likable guy. He, he can score decent DraftKings points, but. Well, look yeah. at his ownership. It was like 3%. So at the same time, that's what you're getting when it's baked in to taking chances on Jason Day. I was like, ha, 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 all the way to the point of, oh, wait, ha, ha is on me today. But <laughs> I was happy about it up until today, you know. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, that's what you get for rostering a Louis Oosthuizen, a Jason Day. I mean, when a Louis Oosthuizen or Jason Day are popular, then you're like, ha, no yeah. way. Right. But at the same time, I, I took three shares at 3.5%. Like, I'm over the field in that. That was great. And I had one bullet with him. So it's kind of sometimes worth the risk. But I don't know. I have to kind of monitor those things week by week. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, to, to answer your question before, how did the bucket system do? Well, we look at the last year bucket ones, and we don't see that many. But we come down to the last year bucket two, and it's, there's just a slew of them. But mm-hmm. it's also your largest bucket. Mm-hmm. There's a 45 people in this bucket. So – if, I'll ask you, how often is the best bucket the most popular bucket? Uh, quite a bit, actually. Okay. So, like, um, you know, although last year one had the small, we could always think of percentages, right, of how many people finished, say, inside the top 10, because that's usually what I'm just looking for. Um, you know, two out of 15 versus, well, I'm just going to count this, seven mm-hmm. out of 45. You know, I'm not going to do the math really quick, but I think it's what, 9% versus 8.5% or something like that. So it's all relative. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, you can make that argument of, okay, this bucket is, you know, this is half of the field is in this bucket. So just by numbers alone, by volume alone, the likelihood of someone finishing inside the top 10 is going to be pretty high. But I could show you over different years, Usually the last year bucket one is the did not plays and there are always half of the field in the did not plays. So again, you could still make that argument that just by volume alone, but if you cancel out the riffraff, so obviously like, you know, Jake Young Lee, who the hell is that guy? Right? Like no one knows who he is. Um, We wouldn't think Michael Thompson was going to do well or Tom Kim, you know, the Joo Hyung Kim, uh, Alex Noren was obviously pretty surprising. Uh, he was he was favorited, you know, ten and a half percent or ten point zero five percent. But like it, it, Andrew Landry, just name out all of the random guys that you just don't think are going to do well, regardless, in these buckets, and you could just throw them out. Like you don't even have to think about playing them. You know, basically anybody that's under here. But but Eric, we could play everybody every week for every reason. So it's like it really is. Okay, great. Well, everyone has a chance. This is golf, and like they're all really good. So to to make to make it out to be like, well, this bucket has so many names in it. Well, what the hell? Well, that's just the way it is because sometimes well, everybody has a chance. So right. The other thing too, though, is you got to compare everybody in their own buckets. So if we're looking, if I tell you, so I would have told you you need to play at least four last year twos because that was a very consistent score. There were four. So if you're creating your lineups based off of that, when you so look you're saying at, use four of the bucket two names in one lineup. Pretty much, yes. 
So me, that would be like, of course, you'd have to use then Gooch and Atlanta if you wanted to use the Rorys and the Xanders or whatever. But you could have, I could have known that maybe it was better in my interest to go with a Xander Rory stack mm-hmm. versus a Xander JT, which I did, even well, though it was one point difference. <laughs> so. Yeah, and to use a little bit of logic, you know, if if I said you wanted to find at least four last year twos, um. Would you – I said I shouldn't say you should at least use four because I'm looking at top ten scores, and that's what the bucket system is based off. So it's looking at ten golfers. It's not looking at six. So it's like you want to use a round four. So that could be three, could be five. doesn't matter. You what you're trying them. to do is get a four of the golfers in the top ten, obviously. Right, 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 right. So if I were to and, say that, you couldn't put Xander, Rory, and John Rahm together. Right. But you have, that, that's where you have to make your decision, which one am I going to anchor with? And then that's the one you go with. And then you look at the last year ones. Which one do you like the best out of that? Obviously, I like right. JT. JT Same. was my favorite, but... But then you also have Neiman. You, and if you wanted to do your leverage based off of the bucket system, if you don't think JT is going to do well at, you know, and he's 10,800, he was the most expensive last year one by far. Maybe you pivot to Tyrrell Hatton. You sure. know, obviously coming off the win last year in... That's how you get on Hatton, and then that's how you are able to play Xander and still have. Or you don't. Left. You you want Han, Hatton's ownership level, and because you're using Xander. Yeah, you absolutely could go that route, and with that type of thinking too. Sure. Um, but if I again, if I say you want to play around four, you're not going to stack up with a bunch of high-priced guys in the last year two bucket. Maybe that's how you get on Kokrak. I tweeted Russell Henley. In fact, I'm going to show you the tweet that I sent out. Two of these guys, I said, two to three of these guys are going to finish top 10. You see Russell Henley, or is Russell Henley in this one? Yeah, Russell Henley. Oh, right yeah. Here. And so is Munoz, who finished ninth or something. And then Cam Smith was a putt away from finishing. Right. He 10. finished 11th. Oh, he did? Yeah, he finished 11th. Uh, oh. So he was, yeah, he was a putt away from finishing inside the top 10. So. Yeah. And then Ryan Palmer was two putts away. Right. He was on that list. And so that list was that was nails for the for like the sleepers or whatever. Right, exactly. And that had a lot to do with their last week finish. Which, okay, you go do your thing. I'm gonna grab a beer, another beer, I'll be right back. All right, sounds good, man. Okay, so one thing that I'm trying to get at with actually, you know what? Let me go back. We didn't really get to talk about the optimal lineup for the one dollar GPP winning lineup. So the $1 GPP winning lineup had 645 and a half points. The optimal lineup had 694. So there was a huge opportunity to do better than this. Uh, you know, 50 some points that you could get in between. And obviously you see on the screen, all the golfers in blue are on the $1 GPP. All the little ones with the black tick mark here are in the optimal lineup. So wanted to kind of round base and talk about that. But, hey, that was perfect timing. Now that I went through that, I just kind of went through the, uh, the, the $1 GPP winning lineup versus the optimal lineup just because you and I didn't really get all the way through it. But um, there, was, there was a lot of opportunity to actually beat that lineup, 50 points. So could easily gotten there. But following up with your, overall. your bucket system question, if I come down to the threes, the fours, the fives, and the sixes, you know, Brooks Kepka. He was the only last year six. And this is where Jason Day is going to be next year. <laughs> so Jason Day will, will follow under this suit. But obviously, Brooks Kapka didn't get it done. 
Uh, not today. I yep. figured that out because of rust, you know, not a big deal. But then your last year fives, guess who your main guy is in there? Mr. Matthew Wolf. So, and Horschel I like. So I would have come to this bucket system and been like, oh, yeah, let's play Wolf and Horschel. And you've been like, no thanks, right? Pretty much. I would have been like, well, hold on. You know, hmm. pump your brakes a little bit. I'm not saying don't play Matthew Wolf. I'm saying don't play him in more than 10% of your lineups. Sure. So, which, I, which, yeah, I had two shares of Matt Wolf. So I, I adhered to something that you didn't yeah. tell me, but I did anyway. And we could look at the last year fours or last year threes. Obviously, last year fours, there was nothing good here also. I, I, that tweet that I also sent, I, I said one of two, it was like one of four golfers were in it. I said one of them would uh, finish top 10. Joel Damon and Sergio were there. So obviously that didn't work out for me. That, that struck out. Um, but then there was Abraham Answer, And I think you touted him on the FGP? No, uh, that uh, our guest did. Oh, okay. Or, or a guest bet Abraham Answer. His name is Christopher Powers. He works for Golf Digest on the Preferred Line podcast. We typically have an expert on because we're hashtag non-experts. And he was preferred play was Abraham Answer, which I was kind of shocked because he'd been ridden Riding the hot putter, so I didn't mm. do that. But no, I didn't use answer actually this week. You know what, Chad? Based off his last year performance, I didn't like him. <laughs> huh? Seventeen <laughs> percent owned too. So whatever. Right. You uh, gotta find these guys that are popular. That you need to figure out ways to pivot. I mean, like everybody, you could make a case for. Like this is what we've said. So the bucket system helps you just at least go. Oh wait, and it gives you some sort of like reason other than strokes gained. Right. that are past stats that don't equal future performance. Correct. So all in all, to me, I mean, the, the, the buckets here at the bottom weren't very big. So you, again, like it, it all worked out. So your threes, your fours, your fives, and your sixes didn't reach the top 10. And none of these guys were in your optimal lineup. So you could have cut out 18 golfers. Out of, out of your potential pools, you know, if you were to look at something like this. Um, and and it we're saying left- that, like, you could eliminate 18 off of two years of, of data. And, like, imagine that if this thing gets better with more data, the tournaments that have more statistics and more past results, and that gives us just more opportunity to have more correct names. Right. Um, so yeah, let's go. That- let's keep going. This is a good thing, right? Absolutely, man. Uh, and really, one thing that I'm adding to it that I haven't really explained it in my videos is I'm actually looking at scoring averages to go along with the bucket. So I'm kind of trying to find my favorite golfers. And in a way, this has helped me out a lot on showdown lineups. Okay. Because I actually do look at the strokes and I'll come here. I it's something I'm, I'm planning to do in the future, at least maybe even tweet it out is to say, okay, so, you know, if we were looking at Tyrrell Hatton, obviously he was a last year one and he was smoking throughout the entire tournament, except for Saturday. Right. Or was it Friday? Can't remember one of his. Well, he threw the club like, and kicked it a bunch of times on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So his Saturday round was, was bad. But if I was to tell you, you know, like Tyrrell Hatton, you know, last year one, I, I'm, he has a 69.51 scoring average. The field average was 70.35. That could get you on someone like him. I don't even remember what his actual scoring average was, but I baked this into my own 
kind of results. And I know that's a What's little the unfair. scoring average from? Scoring average is from all of 2020's uh, rounds, rounds of golf. But is it on Euro at all? No. Oh, it no. doesn't even include Euro. Nah, just keep it to the PGA. I mean, it's the... It's well, the right, but so then that number could even be better if he it had his be. Euro right. tournament right. results because where he's been making money is last week, two weeks ago on the Euro. Right. Um, gosh, I, you know, there's so much still to unpack with this the spreadsheet, but either way with... Does it with mean, the, though, like now that Hatton performed well this week, does that mean that the Euro uh, hangover flight um, time difference body clock thing is kind of a joke because you got Fleetwood who did well but then was failure and then you got Hatton that did great and then was great so and then there's other names that flew over and are bad I mean like you know uh, what Fitzpatrick was okay I mean like does it really even matter I think no I I would I would assume that the Euro golfers are so much more used to jet lag because the European tour goes all over the place. It's not just stuck to like a small. So a lot of these European golfers are already flying to different parts of the world for their, their events. Um, especially those that, that have a PGA tour status, they're always coming back and forth. So I don't think for them, it's going to so much matter. Um, but, imagine though, it'd be so cool. Like you fly into these different areas and to you, you're teeing off at six thirty PM. Like right. I would love to do that every once in a while, but it's dark as hell. Like, you know, you can't do that or whatever. Like you're off at midnight. It'd be cool. Like, right. Yeah. You're like a young 20 year old. Who cares? It's Tyrell Hatton. He has enough yeah. energy. Doesn't he? You would think so. We're overthinking some of these things. A little bit. Sometimes. Um, I was going to go over tea time pairings, but I don't think we have time. One thing that you want to know people... is that you want to know how to find this. If you're not able to find it on or have time to watch it on YouTube, you can do it on iTunes. Cause I'm going to put it on the preferred lines podcast, iTunes page. Go there. Absolutely. Maybe every week now. Yeah. Or, and then when I have time, I'll come on and do this with you. Heck yeah, man. Let and me, if you want to, I mean, I don't want to hijack your content. Oh no, 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 no. I, I honestly, I think <laughs> no matter what, it's always going to, it, it, I think it just all, always benefits to have at least one more voice on at least, you know, it's someone to keep, keep me in check. You know, if I say something absurd, you can kind of roll your eyes and be like, no, 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 that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't go that way. <laughs> Versus just the guy at home. Like, Oh God, this guy. Loses. Yeah. You have to listen to me because I say all of the good, all of the great things. <laughs> yeah. So let's go over this really quick, Chad. Okay. Uh, cool. Bent grass stats here. I have up on the on the screen. So these are your top twenty golfers in bent grass heading into this tournament. I shouldn't say bet. Never mind. No, no, no. This is based off of your top twenty. Um, here's what I typically do. Let me know if you disagree with this this approach. I like to go your top to bottom bent grass golfers. This goes back to 2013. This is their bent grass uh, averages. So their finishing position, what they do on bent grass. I usually look at this and say, okay, here are your top 20 golfers. Look at how many golfers finished inside the top 10 when, when looking at bent grass. How would you, I mean, first of all, do you like that approach? Secondly, how would you improve it? Would you like putting stats with this? Correct. Yeah, exactly. You have to associate with the putting parts of it because sure, John Rahm's overall bent could be because, you know, he putted well that week or whatever. And, Right now, 
he did. I was saying to you and suggesting to you to do the baseline of how they putted in their last three, maybe even two years on tour. Cause we've seen people improve and change putters and have spurts of different skills and the putter is so variant. So it's hard to know, but like two year period of time. And then you, you know, based on how they did in that tournament with the putter, cause the putter, like it led our guy, Kokrak. That was his best putting rounds of his entire life. He's never putted better, and he's 35 or whatever. He's been on tour forever, and this is the best he's ever putted in his life. So then that's – you know, it's got to be factored in. That's like an asterisk. Right. He's – he never putted it. He'll never put it. I don't think he'll ever put it as well again. So that was it. Like, nah, two years ago. Like, he had the putting rounds of his life. And then – so – it's hey, their result, but is how well but they did. Chad, his putting stats, he was gaining a stroke heading into this tournament, one full stroke. Right. If we go by putting, he was the ninth best putter from the beginning of this season. This these these uh, strokes gain stats only are from the twenty twenty one season. So and then if you look at his baseline, okay, if you look at his, like, his overall for the like, last three years, it's probably shitty as hell. And that's yeah, why absolutely. I hated him. And that's why I wasn't on Kokrak because I was hoping that he would have the normal Kokrak butting error that he's always ruined me with. Instead, he did win above and beyond. He was like a Mackenzie Hughes. Right. Well, and that's the other thing too is like, okay, we just said, or at least I just brought up, like look at Kokrak's putting stats from the beginning of the year. Well, look at Alex Noren's putting stats from the beginning of the year. He finished 76th place. So as much as I could continuously say, well, look at his putting stats from the beginning of the year. They're amazing. Obviously the fall from grace would be, yeah, but not everybody. You know, like it doesn't work out for everybody. Something to and like look you into. know JT is a normally good putter or post is normally, you know, like you just know these guys. That's like the way it's baked in to right. their results. So right. like in a way, it's really just part of the results because if you're saved by the putter, well, great, you're saved by the putter. That's still part of your score, and then your result is your score. Right. So a couple other pieces here. 2020 bent grass. I look at all like the all the finishing positions within 2020, put them here as the average. This one actually, when we did the pre, uh, this, the course, well, it was just a strategy video. That's all I did. So the strategy video had this in there and we found out yeah, more names at the top. I mean, if you more golfers the stack from that, you play, I made money this week. I, I lost 20. I put in 30, I lost 20. Well, I mean, fucking Jason, <laughs> I could have made a little bit more. God, mother. But no, and then JT today couldn't putt worth shit. So man, I was I was honestly gonna come into this video with just like my head, just you know, nose in the air type of thing, going, called JT, called Bubba, called the two you know ancillary guys or just whatever. Call it, the the tweet that I had with Russell Henley and oh yeah, it was a sleeper tweet. Yeah, bro. yeah. Yeah, I was like, I like I, I figured out this tournament, but then the guys that I needed to do well kind of faltered at the end and it was mostly the high price guys. So a little bit of a bummer. So it's going to be a little bit of the same next week, but how are you going to do the bucket system when it was, no one's ever been on the court as the same thing, right? We're looking at what the Sherwood, the uh, Zozo Zozo championship. 
I'll probably just do a comprehensive one. Um, actually, yeah, I don't think I will have one. I mean, I was thinking about it for this one about primarily because only, yeah. So I did this for the 3M Open. I also did for Rocket Mortgage Classic. I tried doing it for just the one year. You know, like the, the first year I tried doing it. Um, I'll have to look into those videos and see how well those did, but I'm pretty sure what I put out there as like, these are my, these are my buckets for these golfers. It didn't really, I'm pretty sure I had to readjust my buckets after the result of the tournament. So, um, yeah, probably not, not going to do that. I don't know. It's like a brand new tournament out of nowhere. Right. And I, but I, I've, I've Plus had it's a I've, weird tournament cause you got people preparing for the masters. So you're like, and it's fall. Right. And it's, it's a limited event also, I think. It is, and a no cut, so it's all stupid. So, I don't know, I, I will look at my previous videos uh, or my previous years, spreadsheets, whatever, uh, with like Rock and Mortgage and stuff like that and see how I started those and try to determine if there will be a bucket system for, it. no matter what, there'll always be a last week bucket. Um, and we can always look at previous tournaments like WGC events and stuff like that are no cuts, uh, that have decent field, you know, strength of field in them and, and go by that. Uh, usually the last week will do pretty decent. Um, yeah, exactly. So just rye reason form. Maybe right. you have to like look historically at who, because there's been majors played here, right? I haven't looked at that. In its yeah, I, I did a brief look into it. And I think, I mean, there was a tournament, I believe, that was played at this over, you know. A well, span. now we're just, uh, we're just revealing we're fools. So we don't, maybe you <laughs> don't need to do that. Maybe you just stay tuned and we'll learn things and then we'll bring those things to you later in the week. Well, I will admit right now, I don't look ahead really that far. So I'll start looking at Sherwood after this video, but I'll tell you right now, I haven't looked at a single thing about uh, that golf course, but I will do probably a course breakdown of it, looking at, you know, what shot shape is going to be important. Um, I, I do want to actually touch on that. Most of the guys here up at the top hit a fade. Xander, I heard, was was shaping it both ways. Yep, working on his fade for the Masters. Kokrak yeah. actually hits a draw, so that didn't work out for me. Neiman hits a draw. Um, Munoz hits a fade. I think English hits a draw. I, I'm slowly actually capturing all these. So I like to look at video and, and determine what their main shot shape is. So I have a spreadsheet already going, I should say, adding it to the database of a lot of golfers. I think I have like 70 some golfers already with their shot shape recorded. So one of these years or one of these weeks, you'll see a column here with what their shot shape is and whether or not it actually, you know, it depending on the course fit, you'll see it up here and then we'll, we'll be able to analyze it afterwards and see how, how well it worked out. But either way, that's down the road. That'll also be added to the bucket system and things to look at just to overcomplicate things, Chad, because I know that's breaker. what I like to do to, to other people. <laughs> Dude, lots of reasons on top of reasons. Right. Absolutely. And it, hey man, pretty soon all it does is it just narrows down who you should play. So Correct. if you can find a bunch of reasons to narrow down your player pool, why not? Just makes life easy. You just pick from like six golfers, seven, oh, 10 golfers interchangeably. Well, but anyways, we, I think we did well. I think you can, uh, 
you can be proud of uh, the week you had, even though you didn't cash bigly. Right. No, I, it was really close, man. Like I had a lot of really close lineups. I played a lot of uh, winner take alls and I finished just outside the money um, for, for a couple, well, for a couple of those, I think it was top 10 and either way, I just need well, you, to you play stop better. playing those winner take alls and at least get some money back. I like to play the quarter games with a lot of the people I don't like to play because it gives me leverage, not really leverage, but it, <laughs> it's kind of my, you know, safe, safe type nice. of, I forget what the, the terminology is, but um, I go heavy on the guys I like in all the big GPPs that I play in. But when it comes to those winner take alls, it's just a, it's a nice way to, you know, balance out, you know, really like tightening your player pool versus like, I wasn't on a lot of Brooks. I wasn't going to play any Brooks in my lineups cause I didn't, I didn't trust him, but if he does win, he's going to be low owned in those winner take alls. It's going to help me. Dude, should we talk about who is the worst? You want to talk about who was the worst golfer? It was Alex Noren. <laughs> no, actually it was Tahi Lee. No, Alex Doran had 29 points. He was terrible. Oh, just, oh, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't believe it. And then Sung Kang. I almost used Sung Kang, and then uh, Martin's talked me off of it. Yeah, so he was I in my tweet. That. He was one of the guys that I said you, you might do well. Um, oh, my gosh. I gained 30 points off of not using Kang and using uh, Hoagie. There you go. So, damn. These are very big decisions at the beginning of the week. <laughs> That's why you need these uh, videos. Why don't you watch the Fantasy Golf Pod on, uh, what do we do, Tuesdays? And then you can do the preferred lines on Mondays. You could do this one every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we'll see, man. I, I might shorten them up because I think the stat fit video is one of those that just doesn't need to be added. And I could just always include a little snippet of it in the, the strategy videos. But Well, we're, all, we're, we're always getting better. That's what you need to know. If you saw us yesterday, then we're not the same. That's very true, man. Very true. So, like I got nothing cool else. background I got. If you're on YouTube, you can look at this. New- That's pretty impressive, man. I, I, I enjoy the, uh, the Patrick Reed and Justine picture in the background. Yeah. This is my pride, prize possession. <laughs> I saw the tweet with you and the Pope, with the Pope holding up that picture. Yeah. That was to. a good one. Had to. All, All right, right, man. Let's care. get out of here. Go. I'm freezing cold in my garage. Yeah, See you guys next week. Um, and uh, we'll be back for a collaboration of a spreadsheet, a sweet spot spreadsheet for the Masters. Yeah, absolutely, man. So watch that. All right. Thanks, Eric. Great. Yeah, thank you. Peace out. And there you have it. That was the the wrap-up of the interview or the, the review that Chad and I did together. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to it. I, I kind of wanted to go a little bit further into the spreadsheet, but we're already looking at 50 minutes, so I'm actually going to uh, shore it up right now. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for watching. Please leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll see you in a uh, probably a strategy video for the, uh, the Zozo Championship. I don't think I'll do a course fit uh, or stat fit video for that one either. So that should come out Tuesday. I'll see you then. All right, bye.